Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Woodburn Baptist Church. It is 2020, and at Woodburn Baptist Church, the year 2020 has been looming. We've been pushing toward the 2020 vision for 13 years. We've been really pushing toward this year. The fact that it is the year 2020, that, that God has fulfilled that promise, that, that vision to plant churches. Probably sitting here today, we're probably at 22, possibly 23 congregations that we've uh, been blessed to have a part in beginning uh, since the year 2007 when we started. So uh, God bless that. That's so good. Um, so now the question that people are asking is, what's next? You know, Pastor Tim, what comes next? And uh, Lord, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. Um, something like that doesn't just come, you know. Uh, but what I do know is that the Lord is going to show us that together. Uh, it's not the sort of thing where I just disappear and come back and tell you what God is saying. Uh, we listen for God's voice together, which brings me to the first sermon series of the year and this sermon this morning. It's a series called sign from God. And I want us to talk about what it means to hear and follow God's voice. Now I've been your pastor. Some of you have been your pastor for, for 24 years, nearly 24 years. And I've known some of you longer than that. Um, in the course of being a pastor, all of these years, one of the most common things that I hear and continue to hear from church folks like you is, is just that simple, quiet confession. Sometimes when somebody will say to me, pastor Tim, I don't know that I hear God's voice. I don't know that God speaks to me. Uh, and for all of these years, it's one of the most common things I've heard people say. And that's usually something that you feel uh, guilty about or strange about. You wonder why. Uh, most of you are probably pretty sure that God speaks to other people, but you're not so sure that he speaks to you. And I want us to fix that. As I say, we're at a moment in our church's life where it's very important that every single one of us be listening for God, but not just for church reasons. In your own life, it's, it's essential that you know how to hear God's voice, that you have confidence that you're hearing God's voice, and that you, you know how to follow. Uh, the, the big thought, the, the, the big thing I want you to know in this series is just very simply, your life is intended to be an ongoing conversational relationship with Jesus. Your life is meant to be an ongoing conversational relationship with Jesus. It's a conversation. It is talking and listening. And this is what life in Christ is about. And if you don't have that, then this is really something I want us to look at together. And I want you to consider the seriousness of that. And let's don't go into another year and let that be the ordinary life for us. Let's figure out how to hear God's voice and how to know that we hear God's voice. I really think it's something that he wants to do in your life. We don't always do this, but let's just stop right now before I talk about it. Let's pray for it. Let's ask God to give us this, this, this grace and ability. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. You have promised that if we would draw near to you, that you would draw near to us. So, Lord God, draw us near and, and, and draw near to us. Lord, we want to know you more. We want to love you more. We, we want to hear your voice. We want to follow you and obey you more. Oh, Jesus, you have said that you're the good shepherd. And you promised that your sheep would hear your voice. So shepherd, allow us to hear and to know when you're speaking to us. And let there be certainty and confidence for us, Lord, that, that you are the shepherd of our hearts and it is your voice that guides us. Lord, let the days be gone where we have lived our lives as Christians in, in this silence with you. 
not really knowing your voice, not knowing when you're speaking or how to respond. Oh, Lord Jesus, you promised that if we would be still, that we would know that you are our God. So Lord, help us to know your presence. Help us to discern your voice. God, we just beg you to speak. Speak in a way that we can hear. Lord Jesus, speak. Speak for your servants are listening. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Open your Bibles to a single verse, Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. I, I just, I, I don't know how to convey the importance of this to you. Uh, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is, is in you. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit is not mute. That the Spirit is not silent. And so you, you, you simply must learn to hear his voice. And you can learn to hear his voice. Uh, it's a beautiful verse. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, one verse today, I'm going to make it easy for you. I want you to underline this verse. I want you to make this a verse that you might memorize. If you're a tattoo person, tattoo this verse on whatever body part you choose to ink up next. Uh, Make this important for you. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. These are words for you, words for your life. Read with me. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Your own ears will hear him. Okay. Tattoos are expensive. If that's all, all you can afford, get that right there. Your own ears will hear him. That, that, that is important. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the left or to the right. I'm going to read it again. Your own ears will hear him. Are, are you understanding? Are, are you hearing that? Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Your own ears will hear him. Buddy uh, went into Target, uh, realized it was going to be a long time with his wife, so he went to the men's room and uh, found a stall and settled in. Um, Just a moment of silence there, and then the guy in the next stall over the guy next all over, he, he heard him say, hey, okay, women, I don't know if y'all know about this. All, all guys know this is universal protocol for men's room behavior. You don't talk to other men. We just don't. Like, you don't talk to other men in the men's room. We just don't. I know women, y'all go in a pack and, you know, share recipes, whatever y'all do in there. It's different. Y'all got potpourri and mood lighting, but men, we're just sort of in, and it's private, and we don't talk. Like you just don't never talk. So Buddy sits down and the guy in the stall next to him says, Hey, and so you know, Buddy's like, Hey, you know, because you don't want to be totally rude, but still, you know, that's awkward and weird. Just, you know, hey. So then he hears the guy say, You had lunch? You had lunch? And Buddy says, I had Chick-fil-A. You know, still, this is weird. You know, just weird. And, and, then the, and then he hears the guy say, what are you going to do this afternoon? <laughs> but he said, uh, I, I'm going to get brakes on my truck. And then he hears the guy say, honey, I'm going to have to call you back. Every time I ask you a question, the idiot in the stall next to me answers. <laughs> Isn't that awful? That could so be me. I could, I could absolutely, I, I, I could do that. Idiot in the stall next to me keeps answering. Um, as, as the old movie quote goes, what we have here is failure to communicate. 
What we have here is failure to, failure to communicate. The failure is not on God's part. I, I want you to understand this. So let's make this part clear. There is this failure to communicate in your spiritual life, perhaps. Not all of you, but, but I, I'm afraid more of you than, than would want to say out loud. This is the way you live your spiritual life. You're pretty sure God speaks and probably speaks to other people, but you're not really so sure he speaks to you. This is a failure to communicate. And the failure is not on God's part. You've got to understand, first off, God speaks to you. God speaks to you. It's not just other people. God speaks to you. You have to start here. You have to believe this. God speaks to you. It's not that God speaks to other people and would overlook you. It's not that you're too young or that you're somehow not smart enough or not important enough or that God would only speak to preachers and missionaries and grandmothers. You must understand, God speaks to you. God's been speaking to you for probably all of your life. He's speaking to you even now. God speaks to you. You have to understand this. God speaks to you. And yet we have this failure to communicate. The failure is not on God's side. It's, it's always on our side. God speaks, but we're not very good at hearing. We're just simply not good at listening. God is speaking, but we're not hearing. Now, this for you may seem normal. This may be the way you've always sort of lived your life. Uh, you've sort of been quiet about it. Other people seem to hear God's voice, but you don't hear God's voice. And I just want you to understand that the devastating failure of that, this isn't normal. Jesus didn't come to the earth, die on the cross so that you could live this life, call it salvation, but basically you're still walking around in the dark, feeling alone and forsaken, and somehow God's not talking to you. That's not how any of this works. God is a personal God. Jesus came down to earth so that we could know God, so that we can know God, not as some invisible force out there, but, but as a personal God. A God who comes to us, a God who knows you, a God who knows a number of hairs on your head, a God who has something to say to you. He talks to people like you. He talks to wives. He talks to women at work. He talks to factory workers. He talks to mailmen and mailwomen. I mean, he talks to everybody. God talks to people like you. God talks to you. He speaks to you. If we have this failure to communicate, then understand, this is a very serious spiritual issue for you. We can fix it. It can be different for you. I'm not saying that you're not saved. I'm not questioning your salvation. But I want you to understand your salvation is meant to be so much more than just like not going to hell and going to heaven after you die. Jesus came to give you a, a different quality of life. Life everlasting for sure. But it's the life you live now too. Your life life. He means for you to live a life that's full, that's, that's running over with, with abundance. He means for you to live this life where you know him and, and you love him. It's a life of relationship. It's this ongoing conversational relationship with the shepherd of your soul. He's not a God way off up there who has no interest or no involvement in your life. He wants to be close. So if you don't have this communication, if there's a failure to communicate, if God's speaking but you're not hearing, you've got to understand that your spiritual life is cut. I mean, the central nerve of your spiritual life is cut. I'm not saying you're not saved, but, but I am saying that, that spiritually speaking, the, the, the vital nerve is cut. So spiritually, you're still numb and, and responseless. 
paralyzed, you could say. Your spiritual life is not whole. Because the communication between the Lord who is trying to work in your life and you, it's severed, it's broken. It's a failure to communicate. And you can't have relationship without communication. Relationships depend upon it. My wife and I have been married 31 years it all started with a lot of conversation, man. I love this girl in college. I just wanted to be with her and we'd talk. Uh, we just talk. And, and we'd go out on a date and I'd take her home and I'd sit in the parking lot of her apartment building and, and I'd just try to find ways to keep her talking, to stay with me. We'd sit in the car and talk for hours. You know, nobody, I mean, if you're in the telephone, remember those days when people talked on telephones and, and, and you'd be talking to her and you'd be saying, man, I don't want to hang up. You hang up. And she says, I don't want to hang up. You hang up. And, and nobody ever hangs up. It's just that, that communication. And 31 years later, I, I still enjoy that communication with my life. Uh, my wife, I love her. I love every minute with her, and she would still be the, the, the person I would want to talk to, the person I'd want to spend a, 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 a long dinner talking, man. She's just my first choice. It's communication. If we're going to have now what we had then, and we got to do now what we did then, and what we did then was just talk a whole lot. It's communication. That's why it's so weird in marriage that some of you, after 10 years, 20 years, whatever, it's just so strange that this man's got nothing to say anymore. You know, that's weird. And the communication sort of affects the relationship. There's no friendship anymore if there's no conversation. And I'm saying that God is a personal God. Jesus is a personal Savior. And he wants this ongoing conversation with you. But if you can't hear him, if that communication isn't happening, then that relationship is not at all everything it's supposed to be. What Christ has for you is so much richer, so much deeper, so much more every day. And you have no idea because what we have here is failure to communicate. You with me? God speaks to you. He is speaking to you. Now, here's the thing. If it's a failure to communicate, obviously it's not God's failure. It's mine. It's yours. It's a failure for us to hear him. I'll be really honest with you. In my own life, I've struggled with this. I struggle with the confidence that I'll be able to hear God. Like, I don't doubt that God can speak. And I don't even doubt that he's speaking to me. I'm quite sure that he is. The problem is, y'all, if I get quiet, like I'm going to hear God's voice. Like I got lots of voices in my head. Like don't be afraid. There's probably medication, I'm sure. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just being really honest with you. Like I, I can hear like all kinds of voices. Um, I have lots of thoughts. And if, if God's somehow whispering and all of that, um, I'm, I'm hopeless. You know, I mean, spiritually speaking, I feel deaf or, or really, really hard of hearing. I can hear a lot of noise, but it's really difficult for me to feel confident that in all of that, I'm going to be able to pick God's voice out of, out of the noise. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm describing? Um, but here's the breakthrough for me, and, and I'm sharing something very personal with you now. This really is the breakthrough for me. Um, at, at some point, 
I stopped trying to have confidence in my ability to hear from God. Because I don't think that, I don't think that is in me. I don't think it comes from me. So when it comes to this ongoing conversation, I've stopped trying to be real confident in my ability to hear, and I put all my confidence in God's ability to speak. Now that's something different. You understand what I'm saying? It is something of a miracle when any of us hear from God at all, but the miracle happens not because I'm good at hearing him. I'm not. I'm never going to be good at hearing him. I am spiritually very, very hard of hearing. I'm spiritually confused. I'm deaf. You understand? And I don't know that that's going to change. But my confidence isn't in me. My confidence is in him. The miracle of hearing his voice doesn't happen because I'm good at hearing him, but because he's good at speaking to me. You understand what I just said? Because I put a lot of words into saying that. Did y'all understand what I'm saying? It's not about you getting really, really good at hearing. It's not about you, you know, being so focused. It's, it's, it's not about you. This isn't a, some sort of capacity that you develop. It's God who speaks. He speaks. And he knows how to speak to you. And he's capable of speaking to you. What does the verse say? Your own ears will hear him. Your own ears will hear him. Your ears. God knows your ears. He knows how to speak to you. He knows the language you speak. He knows what gets your attention. He knows what you need to hear. He knows how deaf you are and how hard of hearing you are spiritually. He knows how to shout. And God can shout into your life. I'm telling you, put your confidence in God's ability to speak. He can speak. He knows how to talk to you. Trust him. Trust his speaking voice. Trust him. This isn't about you sort of developing this amazing spiritual capacity. It's not about you. It's just God. And he is fully capable of speaking to you. He can do it. He is able to talk to you. What does the word say? Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice. I I think that's probably right there where where some of us get lost right there. It's, it's the voice part. You know, people talk about hearing God's voice and listening for God's voice. And so you're just thinking a voice is a voice, a voice like my voice right now. And, and, and you're thinking about this audible voice and you know that you, you don't hear audible voices and other people seem to hear a voice, but you don't hear a voice, and therefore you just assume God's not speaking. And this is what I want you to understand. I don't think that you should necessarily expect to hear an audible voice. I don't. I don't hear an audible voice. Now, God is fully capable of shouting down across the earth and splitting the sky with his voice. I mean, God is fully capable. We read in scripture all of the different ways that God has spoken to his people. God spoke through a burning bush once. God spoke through a talking donkey once. Read your Bible. It's crazy. God spoke through a donkey. When the children of Israel were gathered at the foot of Mount Sinai, Moses goes up to get the word of God and the blazing furnace of God's holiness shook that whole mountain. You understand that? It shook that mountain and Moses heard that voice and came back down and his face continued to shine with the holiness of God. I mean, God can shake this whole place with his voice if he decides to. He, He can do that. He can speak in any way that he wants to speak. But understand something. You have the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit. You, you, I mean, Paul says, don't you know that 
you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about you. If, if you know Jesus, if you're a believer, then you have the Holy Spirit in you. So think about the children of Israel standing at the base of that mountain as that mountain shook with that blazing furnace of God's holiness, the presence and his power. They could never have imagined that all of that blazing furnace of presence and power would one day move in and take up residence in the hearts of individual believers. But that's exactly what Jesus has done. I have the spirit of that blazing furnace of holiness living in me. I have the Holy Spirit in me. And so do you. You have the Holy Spirit. So all through the Bible, God spoke through talking donkeys and God spoke through burning bushes and, and God would send heavenly messengers. He sent angels and angels would bring the message and Moses went up the mountain. Moses came back down with a message. But can I just ask you a question? If I've got the Holy Spirit, what would I need an angel for? If I've got the Holy Spirit, why would I need God to write it across the wall in big letters? I don't need any of that. You don't either. We have the Holy Spirit. The children of Israel sitting at the base of the mountain waiting for Moses to come back down and tell them what God said. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. When Moses stood before the burning bush, he didn't have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. What would you need a burning bush for? You've got the Holy Spirit. God can speak in any way that he chooses, but now we have the Holy Spirit. So what is communication? Let's just start there. What is communication? Well, I'm trying to do a little bit of it right now. And it's hard. It's really hard to, to communicate. If you've ever had a teenager, you know it's impossible to communicate because communication requires that I have these thoughts in my head like right now there are things I, I, I'm thinking that I want to I want you to think like I want to take the thoughts in my head and somehow put them in, in you so that you can be thinking what I'm thinking I'm not saying that you have to I'm not saying like agree with me I'm just saying I want you to be thinking about what I'm thinking about and we use communication for that I want to put my thoughts in, 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 into your brain so we could, you know, understand each other. And that's hard. You, you can't read my mind. I can't read your mind. See, communication isn't just getting something said. It's getting something heard. I've got to get it into your head, into your skull. You understand? I have to get you to hear it. Not just to get it said, but to get it heard. And, and that is a process that is so impossible for us. So we use everything we've got, man. I use words. And words are never enough. And I'm, I never feel good with words. I, I try, like right now, I mean, what I want to say, I want to say with every cell in my body. I've been working on this sermon literally for months. You wouldn't know it because the words are just not, they don't have the power. The, the words I'm trying to use, they just sort of fall apart in my mouth when I'm trying to convey what I want to say. I mean, words are all we've got. But, but we use words and and notice I use gestures. Like I want to say it and I, and I can't find words. So then I'm just, I just start, I mean, y'all watch me preach. I'm like a squirrel up here, you know, with my body. Cause it's just like, yeah, you, yeah, you know, but because I, I want to communicate. So I'll use gestures. I'll, I'll use everything. I'll use screens. I'll, I'll use pictures. 
Trained animals. I mean, I would do anything just to try to convey my thoughts, to to communicate what I'm thinking. That's communication. So understand, I'm limited in communication, so I have to use words and pictures and gestures. But God is not limited. And do I need to say it again? You have the Holy Spirit inside you. Don't you know you're a temple of the Holy Spirit? So what this means now is that the Holy Spirit has direct access to, to, the, to the inside of me. You know, to the person I'm on the inside. Uh, I'm seeing the Holy Spirit can speak right into my thoughts. Can speak right into my heart. He can speak right into my soul. And that's what he does. So when I talk about the voice of of God, I'm talking about that. I'm not talking about this audible voice because uh, God could do that and and, and he has done that and he might do that in in some circumstances. But most of the time, what would he need an audible voice for? He's got the Holy Spirit. He can speak directly, I mean directly into my spirit, directly into my thoughts. He, He can put his thoughts into my, my Spirit. Do you understand? So your own ears will hear him, the scripture says. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you walk in. Whether to the left or to the right. A voice. I want us to talk about this for several weeks. There, there's, there's quite a lot to it. As simple as it is, it doesn't make it easy for some of us. Uh, so let me just give you three sort of starting points. Uh, I, I'm encouraging you to begin a very different way of life in the Lord if this is not your practice. I want you to learn how to hear God's voice. I want you to practice hearing God's voice. I want you to begin living your life in this ongoing conversation with him. And, and I think that would probably start with three steps. So take some notes uh, or otherwise lock this down so that, that, so that you know what to do uh, when you are alone with the Lord next. Okay, first step, I'm encouraging you to start with the written word. Start with the written word, the, the, the written word of God. Now, now the thing is, God speaks through scripture. The Bible itself is not a dead book. Some of you say, Pastor, you don't understand, I don't like to read. I understand you don't like to read because all the books you've ever read were dead books. You may have liked some of them. You may have really, really liked, you know, Huckleberry Finn or Tom Sawyer, but I'm telling you, it's a dead book. I happen to really like those books, but they're dead. I love to read, but all the books I read are dead, y'all. Most of the authors are dead, and the words on the page are, are beautiful sometimes, but, but they're dead. Uh, they're dead books. But this is a living book. This is the difference. The Word of God is not like any other book you can read. The Word of God is living and active, sharp as a two-edged sword, uh, it says. The Word of God is like a mirror so that you look at it and you see a reflection of your true face. You understand? It's this interaction. It's a communication. There is a living presence. There is a speaking voice in the pages of this Word. So start there. Start with the written word of God. You say, Pastor, I've been reading the Bible my whole life. I never heard a voice speak. Okay, can we talk about the way you've always read the Bible? Can can we do that? I I appreciate your faithfulness to read God's word. I appreciate that. And some of you would say, Pastor Tim, I read the Bible through every year. I start at the beginning. I read read it all the way through every year. That's fantastic. 
That is really fantastic. I, I love your discipline and you stay with that. But my question is, do you ever change? Like, like when you read the Bible, like some of you say, I've read it all my life. Well, if you've been reading it all of your life, shouldn't we see a little more of that coming out in the way you live? Maybe instead of you just reading the Bible, like I'm going to do five verses today, and then you read five verses and you check that off your list, you read five verses today. Maybe instead of you reading the Bible, why don't you consider letting the Bible read you? In other words, when you come before the word, you're not just reading dead words on a page. There is a speaking voice. There's a living presence there. It is the Lord who has the authority to command your life. So when you go to God's word, read for instructions to follow. Like read with this idea that I'm going to find something that's going to tell me how to live my life differently. I'm going to find something where God speaks to me and he helps me understand how I need to be more like Christ. And he's going to show me all the ways that he's changing me. I mean, you read the word of God, not just to hear the word, but to do the word, do the word. So when we start with the written word, we're not just talking about reading words on a page. We're talking about you come into the Bible every single day to learn how to live your life and it should be changing your life. If, if you're not changing as you're reading, then you're reading it wrong. This is how I'm trying to help you. You read it as a, a private in the military would be waiting for instructions from the commanding officer. You read it as a servant waiting for instructions from the master. You understand? You read it from a place of submission. You read it from an attitude of obedience. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. What is it that you want me to do? Understand? So you're always looking for how you can take the words on the page and live them out in your life. So start there, start there. And, and then number two, I would say pray, but if I say pray, you start thinking real churchy things. I, I want you just to talk to God. I want you to talk to God constantly and specifically. I want you to talk to God. Now, Prayer is talking to God, and of course we're talking about prayer. But when I say prayer, some of you just think about what happens at church. When people sometimes use a different voice, our dear heavenly father, you know, and they start speaking King James, these and thou's. And, and, and I want you sort of to get some of that out of your head because we're not talking about special prayers prayed in public. We're talking about your everyday life with Jesus where you talk to him constantly, specifically. Constantly. It's an ongoing conversation. He's a shepherd of your soul. He's walking through your life with you. He never leaves you. He never ever forsakes you. And so for that reason, it's a conversation that just continues on and on and on. You just continue to talk to him constantly. Paul says, pray without ceasing. In other words, it's not a conversation that, that, that comes in and out. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Every day, every waking minute, you just continue to talk to him. You just keep praying. So Pastor Matt, I don't understand how I can pray all the time. I've got to open my eyes and drive. I've got to drive. I've got to balance my checkbook too. I know you've got to live your life. I understand that. But you can pray through all of that. You continue to pray. You continue to be aware of God's presence. It's just conversation that goes on. And a very wise pastor explained to me what it means to pray without ceasing. He compared it to birds. Um, you ever seen a bird that's not flying? 
I've got these hummingbirds that live in a tree in my front yard. It's amazing because most of the time hummingbirds just fly. You know, know, they're just lightning. They're so amazing. But I have hummingbirds that will sometimes land on my front porch. It's a miracle to watch one sit still. That's what's a miracle. So I'm always thinking, I'm going to get me one, you know, so like, you know, hummingbird right there. So I'm like, you know, going to sneak up. But but what do you think happens? You know, you know, I mean, it's gone. It's gone. In other words, even in that minute, that second when it's not flying, man, it can fly in a heartbeat. I mean, it's quick to fly. You know, even when it's sitting there not flying in its heart, it's still flying. You understand? Hummingbirds just fly. They're always in this attitude of flight, even if their wings aren't flapping. And you should always be in an attitude of prayer. You should be quick to pray. It should be easy for you to pray. It should be the most natural thing in the world. Your heart begins to talk to the Lord in the same way a bird just hits the sky. Understand? You you, you talk to God constantly and specifically. Talk to God constantly and specifically. Now, specifically is important. Some of us talk to God, but only in generalities. You pray these prayers, and honestly, what you ask for is so vague that you wouldn't know if God answered it or not. Some of you just pray those prayers like, oh, God, just bless me and bless everybody. Well, why don't you get a little more specific? Could you maybe name a name? Are there people important to you? Why don't you begin to actually pray for them? Don't just say pray for all my children. Why don't you pray for your drunk son by name? Pray specifically. I mean, it's good the way you pray. I'm not, I'm saying you can go deeper. You can pray more than just, oh Lord, bless this food, use it for the nourishment of my body. That's just vague. It's a good prayer, but if that's as deep as you go, like obviously God's answering that prayer because you look really well nourished and you look well fed. But, but don't you think that God wants to share more with you than just mealtime? Talk to God constantly. Talk to God specifically. You worry specifically. You lay awake at night worrying about your kids, worrying about your marriage, worrying about your finances, worrying about everything in your life that's fallen apart. You worry and you worry and you worry. And the scripture says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. So all of these very specific worries you have, you understand what you can do in this new year is give up all that worry and and turn it instead into prayer. I heard a person say that worry is talking to yourself about things you don't want. So instead of, you know, praying to yourself for things you don't want, why don't you talk to God about the things you want specifically pray for all the things that matter to you, just start praying. All the things you're wondering, ask him questions. The places where you need guidance, ask him to direct you. Pray constantly, specifically. It's an ongoing conversation. You've been silent a little bit too long. Talk to the Lord. Talk to him. And then number three, you listen carefully and deliberately for God. You just listen. He speaks. He speaks to you. You've just got to learn to hear. So listen deliberately, intentionally. Pay close attention to everything that happens around you. Because remember what I said, God knows how to talk to you. He knows exactly how to talk to you. And he's going to talk to you probably in a way that he doesn't talk to me. But he's going to make sure that your ears hear him. He knows how to get your attention. He will get your attention. 
And it may be something out there. It may be something somebody else says. It may be a circumstance or a situation. It might be uh, a, a strange moment, something that's said on the radio. It may be just a moment where you are out in nature and, and you see the leaves begin to move. God can find a way into your heart, into your mind, but you have to pay attention. Listen carefully, deliberately for God. Pay close attention to everything around you and then take delight in the way he moves in your mind and heart. Because he's going to begin to move in your mind and heart. I, I use the word delight. Because it's, um, it's delightful. It's such incredible joy. I'm not just talking about um, how to be a, a better church person. You know, I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about what Jesus wants for your life. And it begins with this relationship with you. He, he just wants you to know him. Because you need to know him. Because you need to trust him. You need to learn to know his voice because he has things that only he can tell you. You need wisdom that only he can bring. And if you're cut off from that, but it's just this relationship. It's going through life knowing that you're sheltered in his arms and knowing that you're precious to his heart. Knowing that you're loved and protected and provided for Forgiven. If you can't know and hear him, then you can't experience any of that on a daily basis. And that's what he wants for you. It's, it's a delight to know him, to walk with him, to talk with him. It's a song your grandma probably knew, but a man named Austin Miles, way back in the day, wrote a song about this very thing. Uh, a lot of you have probably through your life thought it was a song about a garden. It's not about a garden. It's a song about the life you live when you can listen and hear his voice. The chorus goes, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known it's not about a garden but it starts out with I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there. 
none other has ever known. Your, your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what you want? Pray with me. Oh, Lord Jesus, I I pray that you would stir in the hearts of the men and women and boys and girls in the sound of my voice. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would make Christians absolutely weary of this life of silence before you. Lord, this life of never hearing, never really knowing for sure, really never having any direction to follow, Lord, this is not what you want for us. Jesus, you promised that you, as the shepherd of our hearts, would always make sure that your sheep would hear your voice. Lord, God, as your sheep, we cry out to you. We long to hear your voice. I pray that you would give us the grace, the humility, the patience, the desire to know you, to love you, to hear you. Lord, it's a lonely, dark life when we do not walk and talk with you. Lord Jesus, in the quiet of this moment, in the busyness of every single moment of every single day, Lord Jesus, make us able to hear your voice, that we may know you, hear you, love you. Pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.